This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, I need to shout out my boy, Brett Meal, for telling me about this because this was not supposed to be the episode for this week, but we're going to talk about something today that has blown up in Christian and non-Christian culture here in the last, really, last few days. Um... And it's the at Preachers in Sneakers Instagram account. So I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've ever done an entire episode just on an Instagram account. But this is literally one of the most interesting things that I've seen. One of these just kind of online phenomenons here in the last, you know, last few months, I would say. Definitely of 2019. <clears throat> so here's the skinny. If you have an Instagram account, go to at Preachers in Sneakers. So that's the word Preachers, the letter N, in Sneakers, okay? So this was an Instagram account that was started about three weeks ago, uh, about three weeks ago from the time of this recording, obviously. And it was started by a guy apparently named Tyler Jones, but apparently that's like not his real name. I think even to this day, we don't exactly know who the person is that has this account. But uh, the thing about this guy, we'll just, again, we'll just call him Tyler. Um, He is two things according to himself. He is an evangelical Christian, and he's a sneakerhead. Okay. So most of you know what an evangelical Christian is, but maybe you don't know what a sneakerhead is. So sneakerheads are people that uh, love collecting rare sneakers. So think Jordans or rare Nikes, or, you know, you've heard of Yeezys or something like that. These are shoes uh, that are typically shoes that you can't just go into Foot Locker or Champs and buy them. These are shoes that are bought and typically resold, right? So maybe it's a retail pair of Nikes that are rare. That's $130 retail, but maybe they'll sell online for three or four or five times that, right? So it's kind of that type of thing. So a sneakerhead is somebody that really likes sneakers. They like rare sneakers. And a lot of these people will actually buy and sell and trade sneakers as kind of part of their livelihood. So that's who this Tyler guy is. But the thing about the account that he started is this is an account that kind of started as a joke. And what the account is, is the account is pictures of prominent and well-known pastors wearing unbelievably expensive clothing, mainly shoes. Again, it's, you know, preachers and sneakers, right? But it's, it's basically showing a picture of the pastor wearing these shoes or whatever other accoutrement. And then he's basically got right next to it, the cost of what those things are going for on the secondary market. So uh, he says he started as a joke. He started the account as a joke, right? Because this is a guy that's a Christian. I don't think he was really trying to do anything to really shed any any negative light on it or something like that. But he did a, a recent inter- interview here uh, with Fashionista. I think it's an online magazine or something like that. But so here's basically what prompted him in his own words to start this account. So here we go. Quote. One Sunday, I was looking for a song I really liked by Elevation Worship, and I realized the lead singer was wearing a pair of Yeezy 750s. They're pretty rare and resell for 800 bucks or so. I thought I knew about church-type salaries. My wife works for a church. And so I was like, this does not compute. How is this guy wearing these kicks? Then I started looking into the pastor at Elevation, Stephen Furtick, and I came across a video where he was wearing this pair of shattered backboard Jordan 1s, the orange and black colorway. 
That's one of my holy grail shoes. I looked them up on StockX. That's a, a website where you can look up prices of shoes. And the last sale was for like 900 bucks. I started deep diving these mega churches and I realized there's a lot of people out here wearing like the hypest outfits, the highest resale kicks in the game. I made a video for my personal Instagram and people responded really well. At that point, I was like, maybe there's something going on with a comedic factor here. Uh, or sorry, maybe there's some ongoing comedic factor here. Sorry, I messed up the quote and that's the end of the quote. But here's the thing about this. Um, if you would have found this three weeks ago, or let's, let's maybe put it like, you know, 16, 17 days ago, you know, this had, you know, a few hundred, a few thousand uh, people that were following this. But as of the recording of this podcast in three weeks, this has over a hundred thousand. I think it was 109,000 followers when I checked this morning. And it, it, it didn't even exist three weeks ago, right? And so the thing about this is there's a lot of pastors that are going to be, that are featured here that you know about. And so I'll kind of give you like a rundown because there's really only maybe a couple of dozen posts in, in this account. I mean, it hasn't been posted for very long, uh, but let's go through some of the people that are on here. So we got Stephen Furtick, obviously they've already mentioned Elevation Church. So those Jordan 1 retros, the, the kind of orange and black colorway, those resell for about $1,000. And so guys, I'm not going to give you the range of these shoes because they resell for all kinds of different things on different sites. So I'm just going to kind of give you a generalized estimation. But also there's a picture on there of Stephen Furtick wearing uh, the $700 pair of off-white Nike Prestos. So again, all these are going to be rare. Then you got Carl Lentz. Uh, if you don't know my uh, opinions on Carl Lentz, I would encourage you to go to the Dead Men's Stuff website or just type in Dead Men's Stuff Carl Lentz into uh, Google and you'll find an article that I wrote for them uh, about that guy not that long ago. But that's obviously the guy from Hillsong, New York City. Um, you can see a picture of him wearing a pair of of Nike Fear of Gods, aptly named. Those go for about $800. And then we have another guy from Hillsong. He's a teaching pastor. His name's Nathan Finocchio. I don't know how you say his last name, but we'll go with Finocchio. Uh, kind of like Pinocchio, but Finocchio. Uh, he's wearing a pair of, I mean, gaudy, awful, terrible Princetown slippers. They're $1,100 slippers. Like, so anyway, that's a thing that happened. And then we got a guy named David Crank. He's out of Faith Church in St. Louis and Palm Beach, Florida. He's wearing a $450 Gucci belt. Then we've got John Gray, who uh, I've seen speak. He's he's a fantastic speaker uh, of John Gray Ministries. Um, and he's got a pair of, this is kind of the most egregious of all the things on here, $6,000 Air Yeezy 2s. Okay, so if you don't know who Yeezy is, all you people that have been living under a rock, that's Kanye West. But he's also got a picture where he's wearing a pair of Air Yeezy 2s that are a little bit different that are around $3,700, right? So there's like 10 Gs in a couple of pairs of shoes right there. And then we've got Judah Smith. Uh, he's, uh, I I don't know if he's technically with a church anymore, but I know he's like affiliated with this, this app called Church Home. Uh, it's like one word, church home with only one H, which is weird. But anyway, uh, he's it's basically uh, a church on your phone. So it's not like church online. It's like an actual church that is just housed on your phone. So I'm not, I don't know a whole lot else about it. But you can see pictures of him wearing $980 Gucci pants and $730 Gucci loafers. So that's a thing. Then we have a guy named Ron Carpenter from Redemption Church. He's wearing $1,400 Jordan Retro 1s. Um, then we have Chad Veach, uh, more on him in a second. That's Zoe church in LA. He's, uh, carrying a $2,000 Gucci travel bag and a $800 pair of rude Traxedo pants. That's rude R H U D E. Cause, 
Uh, apparently, that's a way we spell that word now. And then lastly, uh, and this this isn't just the last guy. This is the last guy I thought y'all might have heard of is Erwin McManus of Mosaic Church out in, uh, I think that's in L.A. as well. But he's wearing a pair of $1,300 Jordan 1 Retro Highs and a pair of $800 Fear of Gods. So you get the point, right? I don't, I don't really need to beat the dead horse. But, I mean, there's a whole lot of other pastors that are wearing things that are similarly priced, similarly rare, and, and kind of that whole deal. So before I get into really my opinion on this, let's just talk about what the generalized reception is. So let's just say that this story is making the rounds in kind of the fashion industry. So if you type in uh, sneakers and preachers on Google, you're going to find a lot of articles from a lot of blogs and stuff that you probably don't read because they're more fashion based things. But all of them have kind of brought this up in a negative light. Right. So it's it's basically, you know, John Gray spotted wearing X thousand dollar pair of shoes and, you know, he's getting a lot of a lot of hot getting getting in hot. Uh, hot water or something like, you know, it's just kind of stuff like that. Then we got Relevant Magazine, which is generally a trash heap. Uh, they tried to do something cute by saying, you know, this is the pair of shoes your favorite pastor is, but that that was kind of dumb. But even BuzzFe- BuzzFeed picked this up, BuzzFeed News. Um, and so that's obviously uh, kind of almost like a uh, oxymoron, BuzzFeed and News. But they picked this up and obviously they, they kind of took it to the, the extreme of, you know, let's be critical of people in the church. It's kind of an easy one. Uh, but one thing I did want to kind of put out there uh, about the reception that this guy specifically is feeling. And this is again from that fashionista uh, interview that he did. I'll go ahead and read a quote here. Quote, I've had hundreds of pastors and people in ministry message me like, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. It's promoting a discussion or it's prompting a discussion around what leadership and stewardship look like within the church. I also have this whole other component of the secular questioning or atheist community that are messaging me like, dude, that is hilarious. It's crazy that the money that these preachers make, unquote. Um, And so the thing about this is the guy uh, that's running this account seems genuinely flabbergasted by all of this. It's kind of one of those things where it looks like he was putting something together for his friends, uh, something that, you know, maybe the people around him, like his inner circle would find funny, but something that was never really supposed to get kind of that mass marketable appeal. But here we are three weeks later and it's for, for Instagram purposes, for someone who's not a celebrity, that's, you know, not a new team uh, in a new area or something like that. This is pretty incredible to get that amount of followership in such a short period of time, especially when it, it was kind of a slow grumbling. I mean, that's the thing. Again, I was not going to talk about that this week, but if you go to Google News, there have been articles that have been written today about this. So it, it's something that's really, really pertinent. So the cool thing about this whole account is it's become kind of like an accidental watchdog account, right? So there are organizations that you may, you know, you got your WikiLeaks and you got your other ones that aren't nearly as extreme or, or crazy as that. But these are accounts that basically are there to just keep an eye on things, right? And that's kind of what this account has become, because here's the thing. At this point, I can't imagine that this account won't continue to grow. I think there is a maximum that an account like this could have. I mean, even people that are incredibly popular and incredibly famous on Instagram, there's only so many followers that are going to be interested in what they do. There's only so many followers on the platform. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this, you know, had half a million, half a million uh, followers at some point, or, or maybe got to a quarter of a million, which is a substantial amount on Instagram especially for an account that's not, you know, paying for likes or, or paying for, uh, for followers or things like that. So it's pretty interesting. Um, but the thing that's, that's, not terribly surprising about this is most pastors that are listed on this site, they're just ignoring this entirely. 
Like they're not even dignifying it. I mean, they, they've been tagged in all these posts. I'm, I'm sure the people around them have seen it. So presumably they know it's happening. Um, and it may not be that way for long. We might see some guys that kind of get into the fray. But there's one pastor in particular that just couldn't leave this alone. And I, I'm sure he bet uh, he he wishes that he did at this point. So Chad Veach, who I mentioned earlier, let's uh, let's see what he was wearing. He was wearing, oh yeah, he had the two thousand dollar Gucci travel bag and the eight hundred dollar rude tracksuit pants. Yes, tracksuit is a thing. Um, so this guy, a pastor of Zoe Church in L.A. Um, this is kind of a pastor that's in Bieber's circle. So Bieber kind of has a few celebrity pastors, including Carl Lentz kind of in his inner circle. This guy pretty much has close to a quarter of a million dollars, a uh, quarter of a million followers on Instagram rather. Um, and the thing about it is, is this guy, well here, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say his comment. So he actually responded to his own picture on there. So this is what Chad Veach of Zoe Church put in his picture or in his response to his picture. So quote here. Want to know what's crazy? I legit did not pay for one thing that I'm wearing. Veach initially, or sorry, I'm messing up the quote again. Let's just start over. All right, we're doing it live. All right, here's the thing. Want to know what's crazy? I legit did not pay for one thing that I'm wearing. Is that wild to you? That's wild to me. Thanks for the shout out though. You're a blessing, unquote. So I guess he was trying to play a little bit of PR thing, but let's just say this. Veach got torched for this. And I mean, absolutely torched for this. Um, Veach ended up, uh, yeah, I guess the guy that Tyler, the guy who was running the account had to kind of delete a bunch of very, very rude and mean comments. Cause he, you know, basically didn't want the comment section of his account to become a cesspool, but eventually Veach went in there and he deleted his own comment and the dude even changed his Twitter handle, right? So I guess he was getting mentioned a lot and just getting kind of ripped up and down. And so he was trying to kind of mitigate that. And so he like basically took his middle initial out of his, of his Instagram handle or something like that. But at the end of the day, that's the only pastor that tried to get back in the fray. And it just, it just did not go well for him. This is one of those things where he should, probably should have let sleeping dogs lie, but he just, he just couldn't really uh, find himself getting there. So um, what I want to kind of do now in this story, because I feel like you obviously have a very good overview of what exactly was going on here is I want to talk about some, some good things about the preachers and sneakers thing, right? Uh, so we're going to look at some good things and some bad things, and then I'll kind of give you my read on the situation. So three good things about preachers and sneakers. Okay. Number one, is making pastors think twice about how they represent themselves publicly. I mean, I don't think there's a way that you can see what's happening here and see a lot of other pastors that I'm sure you know of that I didn't even name here and kind of see how their names are being dragged through the mud a little bit right now. And I mean, I guess we can have a debate as to whether or not that's deserved. Maybe we'll get more into that here in just a second. But these pastors have to at least be thinking twice. Because everyone knows about Joel Osteen and his mansions and, you know, his, his big, this and his $10,000 suits and, you know, and the, like the big, the big church that is, I forgot my thought earlier, but yeah, the big church. And then the flood came and he wouldn't really let anybody be in the church. And like, so we get that. And then you got Benny Hinn basically flying all over the place, hitting people with his jacket, knocking them out, healing crap, even though he's not actually doing that. And, you know, he's basically a billionaire now and things like that. And so there are other pastors that I think truly are, you know, gospel centered individuals and they have a heart after God. And now they're having to think to themselves, now, wait a minute. Am I just trying to be woke? Am I just trying to be well relevant here? Um, 
even if you're into fashion, maybe you have to kind of slow your roll a little bit. So I think that's a good thing. I think this is a good thing that pastors are having to look internally at how they're representing themselves publicly. The second good thing about preachers and sneakers is it's causing the Christian community to discuss the issue of materialism. Okay. So materialism is one of those subject matters in the church. It's almost like divorce in that it's mentioned, but then no one really wants to hammer the point. Do you kind of get what I'm saying? So it's so clear what divorce is and how the church should look at divorce and how church should look at people that are divorced, right? I mean, Jesus uh, made a lot of public declarations on important issues. He also made one on divorce. I mean, if you get divorced, you are an adulterer. And if you remarry somebody else, that person becomes an adulterer. It's pretty clear. But in most modern day churches, the divorce rates are just like they are outside of the church in secular society. It's, it, you know, it's still around 50%. And so it'd be really, really hard for you to be a pastor of a church of any size and to really, really hammer the divorce point. But the same is true about materialism. Um, because the thing that's interesting about this is a lot of people are giving crap to these pastors wearing really, really expensive kicks, but at the same time, their pastor is wearing, you know, a three or $4,000 suit, custom suit that they got made. And that's the thing is in the day and age that we live, you can go on Indochino.com, get, you know, you know, your self-measuring kit or whatever, send in your measurements and get a custom made suit shipped to your front door for a few hundred bucks, right? You don't necessarily have to go the, the multiple thousands route, but you can't really tell the difference for the most part to, to the untrained eye. You can't tell the difference between a $200 suit and a $2,000 suit. Even, I mean, even if you get one tailored and the other one's made custom, custom, I mean, if you have a normal body, I mean, it's, it's going to fit you fine and you're going to look good in it. And it's just kind of the deal, but we don't really think about that when it comes to our pastors. Cause I know some very, very well-dressed pastors that maybe have really, really expensive clothes that, you know, are, are significantly more expensive than some of the, the sneakers that these people are seeing. I mean, if they're wearing, you know, Allen Edmonds or, or really expensive Italian dress shoes or something like that, you might get into some of what those rare shoes cost, right? But I think it's really causing Christians to think about materialism. Because I know a lot of Christians out there, and I know some personally that are sneakerheads, that, that's just something that they like to do. But they're having to think about that now. They're like, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I love Jesus. But I go out in public in these these rare pet of, uh, set of sneakers, Right. And, you know, they draw attention because it just doesn't look like, you know, your regular white and blue New Balances that your grandpa wears to mow the lawn in, right? And so it's at least making them have to think about whether or not they're worshiping of, at the altar of materialism or specifically of, of fashion or of a particular brand, right? Maybe they're a Nike person or Adidas person. So I think that that's a good thing that this has prompted a lot of conversations that are in that area. And the last good thing I think of for the preachers and sneakers is that it's calling pastors out, which is something I think we need to do more of in a lot of different areas. I mean, I know sometimes if you listen to this podcast, it might seem like I go negative on a lot of pastors. It's because they deserve it. I mean, there's a lot of problems in the state of theology podcast. We talked about there's just massive theological confusion in the United States church, even in the evangelical, the somewhat evangelical community. And the people that are directly responsible for making sure there's not that theological confusion are these pastors. So they're not doing their jobs, right? And I've also talked about other pastors, kind of mega church pastors that seem to be more concerned about being cool and having like kitschy statements and, you know, bumper sticker uh, stuff and, you know, just these really, really fun TED talk with Bible verse uh, sermons that I talk about all the time. And that's what they're there for. 
So I think it's fair when some of these pastors that you could stick into one of those categories is getting called out for something like this. And again, I still haven't even got into my opinion, my personal opinion on that, on kind of what my, what my read of the situation is. But it's kind of interesting to see people, and this guy is from inside the church. This is a guy that considers himself an evangelical Christian calling pastors out for something like this. So again, the good things I think it's making, number one, I think it's making pastors think twice about how they represent themselves publicly. Number two, it's causing the Christian community to discuss the issue of materialism. And three, it's calling pastors out. So, but now I want to kind of shift gears and talk about three bad things about the preachers and sneakers thing. So um, the first thing is it's judgment without an investigation. Okay. And so obviously, if we are Christians and we are uh, judgment and truth-based individuals, there has to be an investigation. That is, that is biblical. That is about as biblical as it gets when it comes to investigating something that is going down. So the interesting thing here, and you kind of heard uh, the guy talking about it, the Veach guy talking about it earlier, do we even know that these guys bought these clothing items or not? Like, do we have any idea? Be- because I don't know that. You know, this Tyler Jones guy that runs the account, he doesn't know that. Now, I would presume that most of these guys have probably purchased these items. Maybe they got a sweetheart deal uh, from somebody that they know that's also into fashion or something like that. We don't know. But it's judgment without an investigation. What if it was a nice gift? So here's a for instance. So I was having kind of a rough patch several years ago and, you know, it was just kind of down in the dumps. And my wife, we, we don't really do this very often. Um, we, we don't really do lavish gifts. We don't do Christmas uh, presents for each other. We don't do Chris, uh, like birthday presents or anything like that. But even Valentine's Day, we just we, we keep our money in, in certain areas like we like to travel and we like to invest in certain things. But she bought me with with kind of her own business money, the money that she has from her business. She bought me a G-Shock watch. And this particular G-Shock watch um, was rare and it was, it was expensive. I think it was like a, I think it was like a $300 watch or something. It was a lavish gift, especially for a couple that doesn't just give gifts like that back and forth. So think about how silly it would have been if I had just not worn it because it was so lavish, but I, I wanted to wear it. I wanted to show it off. I wanted to show people what my wife got me. And I've gotten, every time I've gotten a compliment on that watch, it gave me a chance to brag on my wife and say, yeah, my wife got me this gift. I mean, I mean, gifts aren't really my love language, but it kind of became one the day I got this watch. But that's the thing is if they bought it, maybe there's, there's some, some thing that we need to think about and, you know, talk about when it comes to the hearts of these pastors, but we don't know that. So that's a bad thing in my opinion about this is it's judgment without an investigation. The second thing, though, uh, to kind of to switch gears a little bit, is at the very least, it's immodest what these pastors are doing, right? And so it's it's okay to me that this guy's pointing that out. And um, again, the Bible, I, I could go into a lot of different scriptural areas here, but I'll just kind of keep it simple in 30,000 foot view. Modesty is is expressed throughout the Bible in a lot of different ways in a lot of different applications. And you certainly could look at Jesus and his apostles and, and think the word modesty with a lot of those guys um, in terms of how they traveled, in terms of where they stayed, in terms of what they eat, the things that we know, it seemed like it was a pretty modest crew. So it's a modest, if nothing else, that, that this even had to, had to happen, right? You know, it, it's just tough that we even had to get to this point where a guy could make an account like this that had more than like 12 followers. And the third bad thing, I think, is it gives secular society more ammo. 
I mean, th- this is about as easy as it gets here. Secular society is always looking for a church or a church leader or a prominent person that has the word Christian behind their name to, to screw up somehow. Like the, these people, they love it. When a big time pastor cheats on his wife, they love it. When a big time pastor, you know, actually is, is found, you know, there, there was that guy, I think he was one of Bush's, uh, Bush W, uh, George W. Bush. He was one of his guys like in his inner circle and he was caught with like a tranny hooker or something like that. And it was like, oh, people just love that. Cause here's this conservative Christian guy that has W's ear and, and this guy is, you know, depraved and has this really, really sick fantasies that he was actually acting out in real life. And, you know, when these Churches are found uh, doing fraudulent things with money. I gosh, I mean, the list goes on and on. the The mainstream media and secular society they just love it. It just gives them more ammunition and more punching power whenever they're just taking on the church, right? And so, that's the thing that I don't really like about this. Um, again, I, I don't really have a problem with the account. I'm following the account. I'm obviously talking about it right now. You guys are going to go see the account and maybe follow it as well. But uh, that's the one thing is like, did we re- did we really need another reason to make fun of Christians? Did we really need another one? I mean, they already think that we pretty much believe in a spaghetti monster in the sky that gave us these golden tablet words that, that we worship by and all these different things. I mean, they already think these silly things about us. Even Joe Rogan the other day on his podcast, he said some this ridiculously ignorant thing about the Bible. He's like, yeah, you know, the Bible was just basically handed down verbally for so long. I mean, we can't even trust the writings that we have, which again shows, you know, just kind of like a side note. He really needs to have an actual biblical scholar on his podcast, not just another comedian where they're talking about why they don't like religion, but we'll get off my soapbox here. But the thing about it is, is that's the one thing that I think is the most disappointing about this. But the thing about it is, is the only reason that this account is out there is because there's guys actually wearing the stuff. Because if they weren't wearing the stuff, if they weren't flaunting it around, then there wouldn't be enough pictures to have an account. This guy would have ran out of, you know, pictures to post at at like four or five pictures. You know what I mean? So it's out there. So again, the three things that I think are kind of bad about this is it's, it's judgment without an investigation. Uh, I think the entire movement, it's, it's immodest of these pastors, if nothing else. Uh, And the third thing is it gives secular, secular society more ammunition. So as we kind of wrap up here, I'll kind of give you my personal read of the situation. So I kind of gave you some good and bad and gave you, gave you all the the details and everything like that. But let's look at this, uh, just kind of my personal read. Here's the thing, guys. I don't care if pastors make good money. Like, I really don't. Um, I know that there are guys that get on pastors when they have a nice house or they get on pastors, you know, if they're driving around in a, in a decent car or if they're taking vacations out of the country and it's, you know, not ministry based. A lot of people get really sensitive. I mean, there are even pastors out there that have, you know, I, I think we've talked about on this podcast, we have Apologia, Apologia Studios, which we like and support. And, you know, you've got the Cross Politic Network that has, you know, basically like one good show. But, you know, those are people that have a paywall. So these are pastors that have put some of their content behind a paywall. I'm completely okay with that. Like, I don't think our pastors should be paupers. Uh, I don't think that, you know, our pastors shouldn't make good money. I I don't think any of those things, to be honest with you, I kind of wish our pastors made a ton of money, like even more. Like I wish they had more influence. I wish they were more sought after for their opinions in everyday culture. I've talked about that before. Like, you know, when something big happens on the world stage, we go and talk to some, you know, C-list actress to get her read on something that happened, you know, half the world away. And we're like astonished whenever her read on it is absolutely absurd. You know what I mean? Like, just think about that. 
So again, I don't, I don't really care if pastors have money. Uh, I don't really care if pastors have good investments or rental homes or any of that stuff. I, I really don't care. Uh, what I do care about uh, is I care about it if they have a lot of money and a lot of investments and those pastors are basically spouting prosperity gospel nonsense and are profiting off of that. I have a problem with that. I mean, obviously, I, there's my caveat, there's my line in the sand, is if you're spouting this prosperity gospel, your church is growing because you're basically spouting non-biblical nonsense, and then you are Joel Osteen, and you make this, you know, 74-bedroom house and all this rid- ridiculous stuff, at that point, is it, the, is it the fruits of God's blessing, or are you taking advantage of people, right? I mean, I can't know for sure. I got my, my guesses here. And here's the other thing, guys. I've heard a lot of people talk trash about people that are Christian famous, quote unquote, Christian famous. I don't care about that either. I've heard people be like, oh, well, I don't really like that pastor because uh, he's like uh, Christian famous. I'm like, who cares? Again, I want him to be famous. I want them to be well-known. I want them to be some of the most wisdom-filled people. I want them to be the people that people in the news are like, man, we got to get this pastor's opinion on this situation because gosh, we're just lost right now. Or man, we just had a natural disaster or a terrorist attack or something like that. You know, we need to go to the pastor in that area because surely this, this man's going to have some, some words for us that'll help comfort us in this time. Like I want that to happen. Um, but I will say this, I, I do care a little if these pastors are using church time to write their books or do, or do their speaking gigs. And so the thing about it is, is a lot of these, these guys are, are getting money from the churches or getting paid a salary based on a certain percentage of this or that at these churches. Um, and all the lowly other staff members are not being paid very well, very well at all. Now, again, I'm kind of a capitalist. So if you're the main guy and you started the church and you know, you're the reason why it's, it's grown in your area and, and all those different things, like, and you want to be paid a higher salary, I don't care. That's fine with me. Um, but whenever they do start doing these extracurricular things that make them famous, like writing these best-selling books and, and doing speaking gigs. It is a little weird to me that they're doing that on the church's dime, you know, doing it while they're in their office and doing those things. And, and they're not doing any of their, you know, biblically based pastoral duties because they got to go do some speaking gigs around the world or they need to host a workshop or they need to do that type of thing. So it's, it's a little bit uh, of an issue there. So that's kind of a little, a little bit of a rundown of some of the issues that I have with that there. But here's kind of my, my overall opinion on this. I hope this account continues to grow. I hope it continues to shed light on some of these pastors that I already have very, very mixed feelings about. Some of them I have mixed feelings. Others I don't. Like Carl Lentz, not a whole lot of ambiguity there. Like what he did on The View and and his views on abortion and what he said publicly about that, I pretty much can't forgive that guy unless he completely disowns uh, what the things that he used to do. Like it's just, most of his words are empty to me. A lot of these guys uh, are kind of more leaning on the prosperity side, or they're at least on the feel good side of the Christian thing. And they're just not doing themselves any favors by dressing up in these expensive clothes and drawing even more attention to that. Uh, I don't think that that's something that necessarily attracts millennials, uh, or Gen Z or kind of that next generation of Christian. Uh, I know that there is an argument to be made, especially for these guys that are pastors in LA and New York that, you know, the, the part of their flock, these are people that really appreciate fashion. These are people that appreciate looking good and doing all these different things, but gosh, you can look pretty darn good. And I think that was one of the the points that was made in the fashionista articles. You can look pretty darn good without having to shop at the most expensive stores. You know what I mean? Like it might be okay to have a couple of lavish things here and there, or maybe gifts that you've gotten, but you know, 
you should probably get to the point where you actually speak to people about that and say, you know what? These shoes that I'm wearing right now, they're, these are really expensive shoes, but you know what? Someone blessed me with these. They, they know I like uh, this particular designer or they know I like this color. And so they got me these shoes. Like, I think that's okay to just talk about that. Come right out and talk about it. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's an okay website. Uh, if you want some, some good times to click on one of the pictures, when you go to the account, I'm gonna give you a link to the account here later and just look at some of the comments. I mean, there's some really, really good conversations that are going on. I mean, there's, there are normal trolls out there, but I think it's prompted a lot of really healthy conversations. And again, I appreciate my buddy Brett here in Oklahoma city, uh, pointing this out to me so that I can bring the content to you guys. All right, guys, before we let you get out, we're going to do a quick resilience boost. And as you know, by now we are a men's ministry and our mission is cultivating manly resilience. And specifically we do that by providing content like this podcast that helps forge spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. So today we're going to work on the mental toughness a little bit. I'm going to give you a few resources. So obviously I'm going to provide you guys with that Instagram account. I want you to go check it out, but also while you're already on Instagram, checking out the app, I want you to hit us up. So at Undaunted Life, at Undaunted Life, let us know, you know, tag us in a comment. Let us know kind of what you think about what's going on there. Let's keep this conversation going. And also uh, I, the quotes I took from the Tyler, uh, Tyler Jones guy, um, I went ahead and posted that fashionista article here for you guys as well, because they ask him a lot more questions. And so again, this doesn't seem like just some, some dorky little punk kid. Uh, this guy seems to be a fairly well thought out individual. Um, he seems to have a fairly deep opinion on all these things. And so I think his opinions are really cool to check out. So guys, thank you as always. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play and refer your friends to listen. If you use the hashtag Undaunted Life, we will be sure to find your post and give it a thumbs up. Guys, if we deserve a five-star review, if you would just take a quick second and go in and leave us a five-star review and a few sentences letting us know why you like the podcast. I'm currently booking speaking engagements for the rest of 2019. So if you want me to come speak on your podcast, to your team, to your men's event, hit me up, email info at undaunted.life. Again, info at undaunted.life. Our website is www www.undaunted.life. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Undaunted Life or Facebook.com backslash Undaunted Life. Check out our free devotionals on the YouVersion Bible app. Just search Undaunted Life under plans. And as always, we want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their entire music library for our content. The intro outro track on this podcast is their song King of Sorrow, which is off their latest record entitled Phantom Anthem. The links to all of this are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember, keep cultivating manly resilience Keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. Keep seeking the Lion of Judah.